0: Welcome to the Austin Gardener with Cheryl McLaughlin on News Radio KLBJ. Call Cheryl now with your questions about gardening or landscaping at 512 836 0590, pound 590 on your wireless or toll free 1 877 590 KLBJ. Well, 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 hello. Dang, I'm sick of this cold weather. But looks like it's going to warm up this coming week and and we're looking at rain. I'm watching the weather channel and they're saying we have a 100% chance of rain tonight, which is just lovely and it'll start warming up. So we have a kind of a warm, wet few days, warmish. Um anyway, I'm Cheryl McLaughlin. This is the Austin Gardener, and if you would like to join the show, we'll be talking about your gardens, your landscape, whatever you want to talk about at 512-836-0590. That's the call or text number. And we have a toll-free line, which is 877-590-5525. So again, 512-836-0590. Call or text. Um, We sure do need this rain. I am really looking forward to it. Uh, We got to Oh, I hope we get a lot. I don't know how much we're supposed to get, but I hope we get a lot Um, because it is really dry. And that lake is just scary out there, man. Very, very scary. Um, But that does not preclude you planning to do some landscaping this spring. And now is the time to get in touch with your good landscape companies. I, of course, recommend Kevin Wood Landscapes. And if you want to check them out, KevinWoodLandscapes.com is the website. And you can look at some project photos and you can contact us on that uh, website. And because, as you've heard me say a ridiculous number of times, it takes a while to plan a really good landscape you got to get have a good design. You've got to then go through all the revisions, adjustments, um, what have you, and then get a bid agreed upon and then get on the schedule. And this takes time. And it's not just Kevin Wood Landscapes. It's all the good landscape companies. So if you think you want something done anytime this spring, uh, it would have been probably better to have started uh, in the fall, but you probably can still get some stuff done if you get in touch with your companies. Now, so having said that, what do you guys want to talk about today? I have a, uh, an idea I was going to talk about since it's the bare root fruit and nut tree um, time of the year. This is when you are selecting and buying your bare root Uh, fruit trees, nut trees, you know, uh, even dormant wood cuttings of grapes and all that kind of stuff. Um, If you look at your agri-life and your county, A-G-R-I life, whatever county you're in, of course, I'm in Travis, so you go to the website, you click on horticulture, and then you have all these options. Um, But today, I want to talk about key factors for successful fruit production. Because, you know, everybody's being encouraged to plant fruit trees and stuff. uh, And why not? You know, why not have an edible landscape instead of just an acre of, you know, green St. Augustine, which is not good for anything, really, uh, except maybe a little bit for kids. But otherwise, it is a really good time to start planting It depends on the size of your lawn, what kind of trees you want to get. But the first thing is proper variety selection. It is just critical. And most fruit varieties found in the supermarket produce section, as well as in many of the big box stores, are not generally well adapted to Central Texas. Uh, Fruit-producing plants need full sun. Access and availability of supplemental water. Almost all fruit is going to need to be irrigated. So if you can locate your plants close to hydrants or other water delivery systems, you'll be good to go. I mean, that's, that's really important. Um, and also, soil depth and drainage is critical. Most plants will need more than two feet of soil to produce well. And who has that? up here on the top of the Edwards Plateau, almost nobody. So you're probably looking at doing some raised beds, some mounding of soil, something, um, you know, to create enough depth. And if you're on a slope, you can do retaining walls uh, below the, you know, plant uh, to where you can backfill with good soil and give these trees a good chance to, you know, to have success and to get their roots down. Um, Now, the soil types, most of these things want a sandier soil. And the heavy clay soils in Austin and Central Texas could be a limiting factor for the type of fruit you choose to grow. And then also, and this is really important, the soil and water pH pH. Many types of fruit are simply not adapted to our climate and soil type and will probably not be successful. Things like blueberries, avocados, oranges, bananas um, in the ground. Most want acid soils. And don't forget that the water also has a pH associated with it, especially well water. Um, It is really high in pH if it's being pulled through limestone bedrock. So you got to think about that. Um, And the nutrient balance is important. The high pH and phosphorus contents of our native soils limit nutrient availability. So you're going to need to supplement with micronutrients and fertilizers on most of these things. And our climate, particularly our mild winters, which doesn't feel so mild right now, uh, require special medium chill varieties of fruits like apples and peaches. So, you got to be sure. This is one of the reasons I always tell y'all to look at your AgriLife website for the particular cultivars for your county because uh, the chill hours vary across central Texas. And you got to have one that works with our chill hours. And then, disease resistance that's really important, especially as it pertains to virus, fungus, and root rot. So, you can get um, These cultivars that have more resistance to these kinds of issues Um, and that's again another reason to check your uh, varieties first and then uh, don't forget that some fruit species only require one plant to bear fruit while others need a second variety for cross-pollination so definitely check out your AgriLife website before you go out there and start buying this stuff because you want to, you know, you want to be successful. And I would a- add one thing to this list, and that would be deer resistance. If you plant, and this goes for almost anything, if you've got deer in your yard, any little thing you plant, any little tree especially, you've got to protect it. you got to cage it. you got to do something to keep those deer off of it. Because a lot of times they'll just mess with it. Even if they don't eat it, especially in rutting season, they'll, you know, and they want to rub their antlers on it and that kind of thing. So you got to think about protecting your stuff. All right, well, let's get that first break going on, and we'll be back right after this. Welcome to the Austin Gardener with Cheryl McLaughlin on News Radio KLBJ, 590 AM and 99.7 FM. Okay, we are back. We got really short breaks today. So if you guys want to join the show, you can call 512-836-0590. And that's call or text. And then again, we have that toll-free line, which is 877-590-5525. Let's see here. I got a cute text. It says, Hi, Cheryl. Just planted my butterfly garden seed kit that I got for Christmas. Sue in South Austin. And she's got all the little... Uh, picture of all the little cups where she started her seeds which is another thing. this is you know during the winter you can you can start a lot of things from seed. Uh, I remember when I had a nursery I used to start gosh all kinds of stuff from seed in in a greenhouse um, in the winter you know in January and February and we're almost February now and then uh, they would get big enough, You know, to put out or into, in my case, bigger containers in the spring. So that is a really good idea to go ahead and start your seeds. And you gotta have the right conditions. You know, like, uh, oh, I don't. You know, these spammy uh, texts that come in. I don't get it, but they're always political. You know, this one is. No exception. and I'm, uh, Don't even want to go there. But anyway, there's a lot of stuff you can plant by seeds. Um, continuing on the uh, idea of selecting your fruit and nut varieties for Travis County, I'm gonna just going to go over a few uh, of the really good cultivars, And starting with apples. Uh, Anna, Molly's Delicious, Pink Lady, Fuji, Gala and Mutsu or Mutsu, uh, also said, called Crispin. Those are the ones for Travis County that have the right chill hour, hours for our area. Now, as far as peaches goes, there's a ton of them. And the main thing to know is there's some are freestone and some are cling stones. Uh, but as the freestone peaches, you got your Texas Star, Texas. Prince, Hawthorne, La Feliciana, Tex Royal, Gold Prince, um, Southern Pearl, Suwani. and I'm listing the free stones because that's the best ones, um, Flavor Crest, now my favorite, Dixieland, and then there's Gala and Harvester. So you got lots and lots of selections of peaches and this is one where you definitely want to have a couple of different ones. They got kind of to bloom at the same time though, y'all. So what you do is you either go to this website and learn a lot more about this or you go to a trusted nursery. And that is where, you know, our local nurseries, they know what varieties are going to work here and they can tell you which ones need uh, to have, you know, another one planted for cross-pollination. I know apples do for sure. Uh, pears are pretty easy to grow here, and there's a lot of good pears for this area. Um, the European pears are typically what you see in the grocery store—the ones that get kind of soft, you know, when they're ripe. We have a lot of Asian-type pears, which are more of a crispy type pear. Um, so this list will tell you uh, the. Which ones are Asian, which ones are European? Um, the Asian ones are I can't even pronounce most of these, but there's a list on here. But then there's the typical European pairs like Ayers, Leconte, uh, Magnus, Moonglow, Warren. And then Kiefer is a European hybrid, as is Monterey Orient, which we've all heard of: uh, Fan Steel and Maxine. Persimmons also do really well here. Uh, the main non-astringent types are Fuyu, uh Ishikiki, Jiro, Isu, Suraga, and the rest are all astringent. And you know, I've asked this before. Why do you would you want an astringent persimmon? Can anybody answer that for me? Because just the name of it would imply that it's a little more bitter, uh, you know, astringent, right? So I'm just curious, are they better for cooking, Um, what have you? Um, Plums. Methly. Now, methyl is supposed to be a self-pollinator. But I've heard Jeff say that even if it's a self-pollinator, it probably needs another, uh, you know, Plum to pollinate. So Methley, Santa Rosa, Bruce, Robusto, and All Red are the good plums. Now, does anybody want jujubees? you got to watch out for jujubees. They're like dates, kind of. Um, Chico, Honey Jar, Lee, Lang, and several others. One called Sugarcane, Winter Delight. Jujubees will run. Um, they're like a thicket-forming plant, and they have... They, you know, they'll send out uh, rhizomes and they will completely take over. So you got to be, have a great big old place or you got to be diligent in keeping them from spreading too much. But they are good, right? Now, olives grow here well. And the main two that that are successful in this area is, uh, the main one is Arbequina, And then there's Mission. That's The ones, if you go out to an olive place, you're going to find Arbukina a lot. Uh, Let's see, I've got a couple of texts. Uh, Remind everyone about the importance of mulching around those fruit trees. Helps with moisture retention and controlling the bores that can be a booger bear. A fruit tree under stress invites the bores and gives him a menu when he gets to the trunk. Absolutely right. That, that is one of the most important things you can do with your fruit trees is is good mulch underneath them. Um, so thank you for that reminder because that is super important. So when you go buy your trees, you want to be sure and buy you some mulch while you're at it if you don't have any. Um, because a couple inches around it makes all the difference in the world. Uh, Let's see here, okay, astringent uh this remember the question I just asked a minute ago about persimmons astringent when you let them reopen uh, or ripen, I think you meant to say to putting consistency, they are super sweet, okay, that's interesting, so if those are. If the persimmon, so the non-astringent ones, then I wonder, I guess they're just sweeter to begin with. But uh, I didn't realize the astringent one. Thank you for that. That's really important. Hey, if you guys want to join in, 512-836-0590, you can call or text that number. And also, when you're buying your fruit trees and stuff, there's also native trees available. There are many you can plant them any anytime during the winter. They're dormant. Um, you know, this is we, we can talk about pecans here in a little bit, but all of our native trees can be planted any time of the year um, because if they have a good sized root system, they're already dormant. The roots will slowly but surely establish and grow through the winter. They don't grow as fast as they do the other times of the year, but they are absolutely going to give a head start, um, you know, if you get them in the ground now. So when you go to your nurseries, and a lot of times they'll have them on sale because they don't want to take care of this stuff over the winter if they don't have to. Uh, Fuyu is, this is a text, Fuyu is crispy like an apple. Okay you! so that's a non-astringent type of persimmon that's crispy. Okay, I need to read up on this a little bit more. Figs, now this is to me one of my favorites. Figs are just really good to grow here, um, and there's four recommended varieties for Travis County. Alma, Celeste, LSU Purple, and my favorite, Texas Everbearing slash Brown Turkey. The same thing, and that's the one Mama grew, and she had that tree, oh my gosh, we had the best figs off that tree, and it lived a long time, and she even moved it around the yard a couple of times to give it more room and more sun and what have you. but uh, I love a a fig, oh my gosh, they're so good, pomegranates now. <clears throat> When you go out looking for pomegranates, this is another reason to buy at a reputable store, a locally owned store particularly. There are ornamental pomegranates that are just beautiful bloomers and nice leafy little small tree slash big old bush, but they're not going to bear fruit. So this is another reason when you go to this website, you can get the names of the pomegranates that are producers, and there's Cloud, Fleischmann's, Granada, um, everybody knows about Wonderful. That's a good, reliable one, just called Wonderful. But there's many others. There's Spanish Sweet and a Russian 18 Pink's Hat and all these other ones. So pomegranates, um, definitely you need to be sure that they're the kind that bear fruit and not just or- ornamental, Right okay let's see all right oh here's a picture somebody just sent me of the back of flat wall of a house good morning love your show any suggestions what i could plant along the back wall of this garage it faces south southeast i've thought of mountain laurels but they're slow growing I'd like whatever to be green year round and a mixture of natives would be great. Thank you in advance. Yeah, they are slow growing uh, and they also will get taller than this wall. So you don't want to plant them. If you do, go with Mount Laurel. And everybody needs to have Mount Laurel. But it's uh, you need to put it out away from the walls because it'll get kind of big. I'm looking at this and I'd be like thinking stuff like Purple sage, um, maybe even some flame-leaf sumac for, for, for color. Uh, any of the big salvias would be pretty. I like the big purple ones like Mexican bush sage. Uh, now, that'll only get about four feet tall, so um, I'll think of some other stuff here. Uh, you could even do roses. If you don't have a big deer problem, you could do roses. Okay, well, let's go do the news and we'll come back. We'll talk about that a little bit more. Welcome to The Austin Gardener with Cheryl McLaughlin on News Radio KLBJ, 590 AM and 99.7 FM. Okay, we are back. And we were talking about um, what this lady could plant, or maybe it's a man, I don't know, uh, against this white wall, this blank wall. And I have already suggested a couple of things, but I would like to add to my list um, evergreen sumac. And now, we, I mentioned roses. I'd go for the antique roses, but they're all evergreen, and many of them have lovely fragrance. Uh, there's a lot of them listed in the growgreen.org website or that little book you can pick up. But I love the roses, and these these are hardy roses. These aren't persnickety roses. Um, also, if you have not had a bush germander, I love them, and they're really good. They're nice evergreen. Pineapple guava would be cool back there. Thrialis would be lovely with its pretty yellow bloom. So you had those mix in that Texas sage with all the rest of this stuff, and you'll have a wonderful native planting. And it will also attract wildlife, right? Because all these things have blooms, and they're they're really good for the birds and the what-have-yous. Let's see here. Uh, can you re- repeat the names of the figs you recommended? Uh, can you trust them if bought at an HEB big box store, and how long before they bear fruit? Okay, good questions. Let me pull that site back up here real quick. Um, Now, here are the figs that I talked about. Alma, Celeste, LSU Purple, and the one that I like the best, Texas Everbearing slash Brown Turkey. So, if you know those names, yes, if you you can find them uh, at other places, perhaps even H E B or a big box store, because the big box stores do a lot of them buy from Texas growers. So, if you find a nice plant there, as long as it's one of these cultivars that works, yes, you can. Um, you can buy them there. And as far as how long before they bear fruit, probably uh, figs are pretty quick, uh, maybe a couple years, maybe two or three years. A lot of fruit trees and things take uh, much longer uh, before they bear fruit. And again, this is, you just need to read up on them. But but those uh, figs are just really good. Now, figs of all of them, figs like their water, and they... Love their mulch. You never want to till under a fig, and you never really want to put them next to a big old tree either. Okay, here. Um, I didn't hear Jeff mention that Bermuda doesn't do the best in shade. Uh, No, that's for sure it doesn't. I listened to your show and Jeff's. God bless, Bruce. Yeah, Bruce, I I don't know that I heard that uh, segment but you're right, Bermuda is a full sun grass. Now, having said that, I've had some feedback from people that the Celebration uh, Bermuda is somewhat um, shade tolerant. And I don't know if any of y'all out there have had this experience. If you have, let me know. Um, but that's what I've heard. Uh Okay, here's a text that came in with some really pretty pictures. It says, South-facing mountain laurels do great and grow fast if watered. And this is a nursery, uh, photos of nursery stock. Yeah, it's true. When they get happy, I've I've seen my mountain laurel put on three feet in one year. So... They may be a little slow to get going, but they when they get those roots out there and they get happy and they get a little water, they will take off. <clears throat> so good. Thank you for reminding me about that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, this is from the same person that reminded me about uh, mulching around fruit trees. Haven't had to buy any compost in a while. Went out yesterday and bought several bags and was really impressed with the cotton burr compost consistency and overall organic base. Not gonna mention any brand names, but this is really good stuff. Been gardening and growing and killing things for 50 years. (laughs) A real impressive blend of natural derivatives and cotton burrs. Yes, and it's a good source of nitrogen too, so I'm glad you picked up on that. I want to mention some other uh, fruits and nuts and stuff that you can get. Grapes. Now, grapes, you know, I mean, it's one thing if you're going to have a vineyard and all that, but grapes can be just done on a simple trellis in your yard. Um, they, they could be trellised over uh, to create a shade arbor, but I think it'd be a little bit messy if they actually do produce but there are some grapes, and we have so many native grapes, y'all, that, that um, you know, wild grapes, at least five species of wild grapes. So grapes can be really good for your yard. <clears throat> and um, here are some that are the dark purple ones Black Spanish, also known as Le Noir, Champanelle, Favorite, Southern Home. Muscadine, uh, another purple one is Venus, and then two red ones are Herbamont and Victoria Red, and then there's three white ones, Blanc Dubois, Bois, Lake Emerald, and Vertilay. So, and again, you can find these grape cuttings, these dormant wood cuttings, um, in the nurseries now. You can also find some really good, and there's a lot of strawberries, so everybody likes strawberries. Benicia, Camarosa, Camino Real, Chandler, which is a classic, Douglas, we all know that one, Festival, Oso Grande, Radiance, Seascape, and Sequoia. That's another one I've heard a lot of. So strawberries are really good. If you ever went to Boggy Creek Farms and saw the way they grow their strawberries, it's really amazing. I have not been out there in ages. I need to take a trip over there. But they grow these, um, and through the winter, they have black, um, it's either shade cloth or plastic around them. They're mounded on hills, and they have their little strawberry plants there, and I guess that helps warm the soil. But, boy, they have good luck with them over there. Um, Now, blackberries, again, they're very, very good here. We have native blackberries. So you might, now, Brazos is a classic. Brazos is a really good one. Uh, But there's also Brisson, Kiowa, Rossboro. Now, those are all thorny ones, but there are three thorn-less varieties, Apache, Arapaho, and Natchez. I don't know about the thornless ones. I have not had much experience. If anybody has, I, I'd like some feedback on that. But you, you can't go wrong with Brazos. It's a bush variety. I would also say it's – I've had, and my clients have, because a lot of this is observation. I don't grow much myself, but um, the bush varieties typically do better than the vine varieties. There are those two different kinds. This doesn't tell me which is which, but I know Brazos is a bush one. Now, pecans. I love a pecan. Um, Caddo, desirable. If I could recommend one pecan, it would be desirable. You just simply cannot go wrong with a desirable. Uh, But Caddo, desirable, Oconee, Pawnee, the Indian names here that's classic Uh, Sue is another one Um, but there's there's some other varieties I haven't heard of before but I know desirable is just amazing it's a really great pecan Uh, you know about citrus Uh, there's the improved Meyer lemon that's probably it's a citron hybrid but it's really a good plant for here Miho, Sito, and Owari, and Arctic Frost are all Satsumas, and also Orange Frost. And Setsumas are the most cold-tolerant of them all, uh, of the oranges. Uh, then you get um, Kumquats, Nagami, Meiwa, and Marumi Kumquats. And here's something I didn't know. There's several varieties of Loquats. I just thought there's just good old loquat but there's Oliver advance champagne early red golden red and Moy grande who knew I did not know that that's so interesting so you can have a veritable um, orchard in your backyard if you want and all kinds of stuff does really well here so go to your um, the the um, agrilife in your county, whatever your county is. And then you can look through the horticulture and um, fruits and nuts for Austin. It gives you all kind of edible garden information, you know, vegetables and all kinds of stuff like that. Um, let's see if I can go back to the edible garden. Yeah, so it'll give you the vegetables. It gives you the um, planting calendar a gardening calendar, all kind of stuff. And if you get stuck on something, you can. They have a section called "Ask a Master Gardener," uh, and these are the people that really have the knowledge, uh, and they can, you know, answer your questions for you. Uh, you can also get a subscription to Horticultural News on there. Um, it talks about herb gardens, soil, and composting. So there's all kind of great information on here about what to grow and they also always have seminars and events coming up um, so you can find out where that's happening when that's happening they have a section on workshops events and seminars and that sort of thing so um, also they have an Earthkind demonstration garden that is great uh, and there's a whole section on ornamental plants, too. We can talk about that in a minute. Anyway, let us uh, go to the last break, and we'll be back right after this. Welcome to The Austin Gardener with Cheryl McLaughlin on News Radio KLBJ, 590 AM and 99.7 FM. Okay, we are back. And we've got a caller on the line, but if y'all want to call or text, 512-836-0590 would be the number. Now, let's head down to Southwest Austin. Hey, Marshall. How's it going? Doing fine, Cheryl. Listen, uh, you mentioned a while ago about about grapes. Yeah. Uh, Any particular uh, type you would recommend for this area? Uh, Yeah, I listed several a while ago, let me see if I can get back to that um, page here. Uh, let's see, fruit varieties. Let's see if I can pull that. Okay. Um. What? Which was it? You wanted the grapes, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Sir. Okay. Do you have a preferences to color? Red. Uh, not. Not really. No. Okay. So there's several. Black Spanish is a dark purple one. It's also called. Black. Black Spanish, yeah, black Spanish and Champanelle is another one that's a classic. Okay, um, and those are both dark purple grapes. Uh, then you get if you want white grapes, Blanc du Bois, L- Lake Emerald, and Vertelet, which is okay, it's spelled Vertelet, but you know, I'm pretty, yeah. Uh, what website do you use? You that? Did I find that on 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 the, on the uh, what I went to, are you here in Travis County? Yes, yes. Yeah. So just Google AgriLife, A G R I, Life, okay. Travis County. Okay. And you get the main website, and then you click on horticulture, and then it, uh, it'll give you all these options, and okay. one of them being fruit and nut varieties okay. for Travis County. And that's where I'm looking. Uh- the uh, If you mention about using, like, an, an arbor or, or a, a trellis, mm-hmm. uh, would they be best in the ground versus a big pot? Uh, probably, but you could do it in a big pot. Okay. Yeah. But, that, could, it, but then you have to move it. But, but uh, in the wintertime, would they be able to freeze back like that? Yeah, it could. You could lose uh, anything in a pot in the winter. Right, okay. Um, but if you yeah, can so protect ground. it, you know, I mean, they're going to go dormant anyway. Yeah. But that, why not? I mean, if you can put them in the ground, why not? Because, okay. yeah. you know, then that's most of your trouble right there put off. Right. Okay, sure. Appreciate you helping that. All right. Well, good luck yeah, with good that. Afternoon. Thank you for your call, Marshall. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Okay, 512 Call or text. Um, yeah, so this... So what I was fixing to do is go to butterfly gardening um, because that's another, I mean, this site just goes on and on. It's just amazing. Uh, and if you want to, everybody wants to plant butterfly gardens these days, which is also awesome. 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 Um, and when it comes to butterflies, the old adage is true. If you build it, they will come. And I have said so many times, uh, when we would plant a landscape with flowering plants like lantanas and all the salvias and just, you know, the Greg's Miss flower and the white Miss flower and the verbena and the, all that stuff. It was like the butterflies were just flying around, waiting, watching, hoping. And the, and the day we'd plant it, we'd have butterflies on it. So you cannot go wrong uh, with doing a butterfly gardening You get plants that are both for nectar and larval, and they're both important, you know. If you want to have butterflies, you got to have both, right? Um, Other plants serve as food for butterfly larva, like the caterpillars. The most common butterfly gardening species include the black swallowtail, and they like parsley, dill, or fennel. The gulf fritillary is the one that likes the passion vine. Monarch butterfly likes the milkweeds. And the senna or cassia species are host to the orange-barred sulfur and similar species. Um, If you're doing a butterfly gardening, you do not want to use chemicals. You don't anyway, but... It's devastating, and you will not have a good uh, butterfly gardening if you're using chemicals, right? I mean, it's just not going to happen. I just want to make sure I've got my last texts here. Yeah, I've done those. Okay, so as I just was mentioning, you get um, fennel and dill are really good for the black swallowtails. Escarpment black cherry I'm always talking about my big cherry trees. Uh, They just come up right and left in my particular area of town, and they host banded harespring, spring azure, eastern and two-tailed tiger swallowtails, viceroy, red-spotted purple, so all those like the cherry, the black cherry. Now, the wafer ash is a hard-to-find plant, if you can, and you will not find that at a big box store, if you can get your hands on a wafer ash, and I never mentioned this plant, but it is one of the best um, caterpillar host plants you could ever get. It's the, uh, and it'll serve the Eastern tiger, the two tailed tiger, the giant, and Thoas swallowtails. And it is one of the only, Plants that the uh, giant swallowtail uses. So that's a, if you can get away for ash. Now, Dutchman's pipe, that's another interesting plant which is available, and that'll do the pipe vine and Palamedes swallowtails. Um, Indian blanket, you know, our Galardia species, that is a caterpillar host and a nectar source for all butterflies. Uh, Salvia coccinia which is also one of the best hummingbird plants you could ever want. Uh, It is their favorite plant, uh, but it's also a good uh, caterpillar host for the painted lady. Lindheimer, Senna, several caterpillars, orange, yellow, angled, Mexican yellow, sleepy orange, and cloudless sulfurs. Uh, Now here, the following next few plants all species use agarita, Mexican plum, big red sage, which is Salvia pinstaminoides, um, black dahlia, verbena. Uh, These are nectar sources for all butterflies. And then it'll go on and give you all the uh, plants that bloom June through November. Um, And that would be things like, you know, your flame acanthus, Plumbago, passionflower, goldenrod, milkweed, Mexican sunflower, pintas, the red-flowered pinta, coneflowers, um, sedum, yellowstone crop sedum, and zinnia. Mama always planted zinnias, so I guess maybe she was doing that for the butterflies, but mainly they were pretty all different colors of zinnias. And I didn't realize what a good uh, butterfly plant they were. But they are. Now, in the winter, you got rosemary that blooms, rue, and white mist flower. My white mist flower still has flowers on it. And it bloomed late. As you remember us talking about that, it bloomed late this year, missed the monarchs, but it is still... Um, Blooming, a little bit. Probably not after this last one. Uh, let's see. Hi, Cheryl. I've listened to your shows for so long on SoundCloud since I'm usually not available to listen live on Sundays. But for some reason, the most recent of your shows is from November um, 2023. So I've mislistened you. Do you know if the radio station is not making your show? No. I, you know what? I answered this last week, but I bet you weren't. Listening, uh, but they, what happened was the first list only went up to five hundred podcasts. So they would created a new list, but it is on there. And I had my producer check it last week while we were um, talking about this. And there were, and you can see when people are listening. There are people listening right now. So I think you just have to look for that um, that newer list. okay no my producer today is saying there's no problem with it so i think you just maybe look there may be a second list because um, they have to start over once you get to 500 and since i've been here for 36 years <laughs> of course they didn't do the podcast for most of those years um and now they do though i think that's really awesome so all right so we've talked about a lot of cool stuff today uh just a reminder to get on your AgriLife website so that you can pick out the correct cultivars for our area uh, because they really need to have you know the right chill hours and all that kind of stuff the right soil everything that goes together uh, to make it you know you gotta have water you gotta um, you gotta be sure that you've got and I think A lot of people would tell you dormant oil spray is really important um, for controlling a lot of insects, but there are these really good discussions on the AgriLife website, um, and it'll tell you also what some possible issues are. For instance, apple trees are real susceptible to cotton root rot, um, and There's no way to really test before you plant your tree to see if you have that. But apple trees are often planted by commercial cotton growers as an indicator plant for the disease. So I think you need to know if your area was ever in cotton production. And a whole lot of the areas east of I-35 were big cotton growing areas, so check that out. Well, thank you guys so much. Uh, Stay warm, and it looks like we're getting a little bit wet, which is awesome. And I appreciate all your good input and helping me figure things out that I can't answer right off the bat. But y'all have a good one, and I'll see y'all next Sunday at 10.